Okay, well, welcome to Beacon Church. So pleased to see everybody. Well, I can't see you, but I know you're there listening on the other side of this video. Uh, if you're here for maybe the first time, can I welcome you and particularly those friends who aren't always part of us at Beacon Church, but come in, maybe even our friends in Canada. Welcome this morning. In a moment, I'm going to be speaking from Luke 5, the uh, transformation passage of Levi, Levi, the tax collector. But before I do that, I've heard that the trailblazers have a little something for us. So... Over to you, Mel, and the Trailblazers. Hello, everyone. The Trailblazers spent some time during our March prayer month thinking about prayer. Where we pray, when we pray, who we should pray for. And of course, the answer to all these questions is however, whenever, and for whoever. God wants to hear from us all, and praying is just talking to him. We also discussed how part of prayer is listening to God, and that he's speaking to us all too giving us his guidance, encouragement, and responding to what we might be asking him. So, in a moment, you're going to see the Trailblazers putting prayer into action. Even some of the creche-age children got involved too. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of the children of Beacon Church, and I thank you for how I've enjoyed leading them with you. I pray that every member of our church family will be blessed by their prayers. Amen. Over to the trailblazers. This is my prayer book and I have loads of prayers in it. I like writing them at Easter time. This is one of the ones I wrote. God, thank you for taking all the snake mess. And God said, ah, it was difficult, but I did it. <laughs> Concern from the beginning, so dear God. So dear God. Say a bit louder. Dear God, I love you. Dear God. Thank you for his help, Jesus. Amen. Yes. The Lord Jesus. Thank you for praying. Amen. Amen. Dear God, please let corners be okay and they don't struggle whilst they learn. Amen. Dear God, thank you that the Trailblazers are on Zoom together and hopefully we can get together again in the church. Thank you for my Trailblazer friends and for Mel who does prayers, games and stories. Please help us Trailblazers to learn more about you in Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. What was that one? Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and he's my friend. And I and I love her. Who's your friend? God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Please, can Laura like 
Thank you. Amen. Thank you for the Beacon Church and Trailblazers because they're my friends. Amen. Good girl. And then you say, Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for Mummy. Amen. Good girl. Can you say the whole thing? Can you say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for Mel. Amen. Jesus, thank you for Mel. Amen. Hey guys, hope that the crash can see each other again soon. Please help the crash children to grow and go to trailblazers. Thank you for keeping the adults in the church safe during all the lockdown and continue to make sure there is nothing wrong with them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Nico, please make Steve um, yeah. Yeah. Steve has a rest at some point because I think he does lots of work being the head of the Beacon Church. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Steve, God, please that we, that we can go back to church soon because I really miss going, going to actually see it. Amen. Here's another of my prayers. Dear God, I pray that everyone in church and trailblazers and crafts learn happy things about God. And that is all my prayers, Mummy. I hope so that that is that's what you think God's been saying to Beacon Church that He hopes, I think he we, hopes we will. Yeah, they won't feel sad anymore. Oh, okay. Um. So this is a picture um of Simba and down to God because God will um I mean sin will never beat God. Amen. Could please let my mummy won't struggle and that she does very well with trailblazers and I know I hope and that you give her good ideas. Amen. God, I hope I um I love God. Amen. God said to me that he he prays that I know a little bit more about God. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. I just love that, didn't you? Gosh, I have to say, when I first first listened to it, a few tears in my eyes and, and laughter. It's just lovely to hear from the kids and how we long to be back so we can all be as a family together rather than doing it in little bits and pieces. But thank you, Mel, for the time that you put in to do that. I know, really, I do know. Um, how long it takes to do these things and thanks as well to Helen uh, for the time that she took putting it all together. Um, okay, so let's start with our passage today. The passage is from the Bible, the Gospel of Luke. Um, it's in our uh, series on Luke and if you remember we took a little break for the uh, month of prayer but now we're back into Luke. Uh, and really today we're just looking at this short story and saying, Jesus, what are you saying to us about it? Okay, well, Andrew's going to read that for you now. Luke 5, 
verses 27 to 32. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who belonged to their sect, complained to his disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Okay, well, thank you very much, Andrea. Today I'm going to try and do something that I've not done before. So most of my sermon today is going to be in a story format. Now, story format doesn't mean it's not true, but to try and use that kind of biblical idea of telling a story just to help us really engage with what was happening in this amazing passage. So I'm going to try and tell the story in the first person, i.e. from the perspective of Levi. And I hope it extenuates, ex extends, it makes bigger the drama, the enthusiasm and the passion that needs to come over with this story. Um, so uh, there are one or two things about uh, preaching like this that I think I just need to go through. First of all, um, I have said that Levi is the same as uh, Matthew, the disciple, who's also the same person who wrote the Gospels. So I've said that and I go through and that's the way I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, and those are widely taken to be the truth. So Matthew is also called Levi. Levi is called Matthew, uh, that he was a disciple. And then the second part, that actually he was the one that wrote the Gospel of Matthew that we read in our Bibles today. Um, but of course, because it is uh, so early, uh, these things can't be certain. But I'm going to treat that as, uh, if you like, a fact today. The second part... Um, that I'm going to treat as a fact is, is, is far from certain. Early legend does suggest that Matthew um, died uh, as a martyr for Jesus, as a martyr for the faith, and he died being burnt at the stake. But I'm going to treat it as if that's true. Um, but obviously that is one uh, possible outcome. It is true, of course, that most of the disciples came to uh, a very unpleasant, sticky end. They died martyrs for Jesus in very uh, different ways. So actually the sense of that does come through and will give us the truth today. The other thing it does mean is I won't give chapter and verse quotes from the Bible. I'll indirectly quote. But I am hoping that a number of my quotes will come up on the screen for you just to help with that. It just helps the, the, the stream and the flow of what I say. I think the other thing is some of the detail that uh, I'll talk about with Matthew. Um, do you know, it doesn't just come from the Gospel of Luke. Some of it comes from Matthew's own Gospel uh, in Matthew 9. Um, and some of it comes from the parallel chapter in Mark 2. Um, so I hope that this blesses you, encourages you. Do you know what? If I get stuck in character, I'll just come out of character and bridge it normally. But that's what I'd like to do. And I hope that's OK with you this morning. It's not something I've done before, but let's just have a go. Um, I think the title today is simply Levi. 
And that's the name I'm going to call him. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would help us this morning. You'd inspire us and encourage us. You'd bless us. Lord Jesus, we just want to understand more and more about your gospel, Lord Jesus. We want to dig deeper into the Bible. We want to get those, mind those truths from the Bible and be inspired and encouraged with them. Lord, we know we're in a, a time in, in 2021 when we're coming out of this pandemic. But Lord, we do know that we need you more than ever before. Us personally and us as a church. So will you bless us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Into character. Well, let me introduce myself. My name is Levi. I'm often called Matthew, particularly after I met Jesus. Um, but I am or was a tax collector. However, today is my last day on this earth. And tomorrow, I know, as a martyr for Jesus, I'm going to die burnt at the stake. You might ask a question to me, am I frightened of dying? Yes, yes, I mean, everybody's frightened of dying. I think I'm frightened in two ways. Obviously, I'm frightened of the, the pain and the uncomfortable and the, the way that it's gonna happen to me, the humiliation. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm frightened of that, but more than anything, I want to honour Jesus to my last dying breath. That's what I want to do. He is the one that saved me. And I want to be to honour him in my last hours, minutes and seconds. I suppose the other question is, am I frightened of death? No, no. My time on this earth is finishing. Praise God, it's finishing. And I will be with him. I'll be with Jesus again. I will be face to face with him. How much I look forward to that. I've loved being on this earth, being a disciple, being an apostle for him. But how much I look forward to seeing Jesus. As John would have described it, I know my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Oh, I like that phrase as well, that Jewish phrase. But anyway, uh, and I know as the prophet Job would have said, my Redeemer liveth, and I know that I will be with him forever. So no, I'm not frightened of death. Dare I say it, that puts a smile on my face. But let me just for a moment, looking back over my life, tell you my story from my perspective. I'll not meet any of you until we all join together in glory, but I hope my life will encourage you and challenge you to live for him and for him alone. First of all, I, when I think of my life, really I think that it started on the day that I met Jesus. What was, was happening at the time was, according to, to, to Brother Mark, that Jesus was walking by the sea. And he was doing what he always did. He was teaching and preaching and encouraging and being just with people. He had a crowd around him as he always did because everybody, of course, wanted to be with Jesus. And, and there was I. I was sitting at my tax collector's booth doing my day job. And really he just said two words to me. He said simply, follow me. I can't tell you the power of those words. I can't describe it. Well enough, I can't explain why I just jumped up. 
And I suddenly knew what I had to do. Suddenly, it was as if the scales fell from my eyes, which is a way that Brother Paul describes it when he knew Jesus. I got up, I left everything, and I followed him. Do you know, Jesus later told a couple of stories to a group of tax collectors. Amazing how Jesus spent time with tax collectors. Nobody else would, but Jesus would. And he said these two stories. He's talked about the lost sheep. And he talked about a lost coin. And you see, when I heard him talk about those, I thought, that was me. I felt lost. I just felt lost like the lost coin. I felt lost like the lost sheep. And I knew I needed to follow him. In that moment, my lostness was so evident to me. It was in my mind. I don't know. Maybe that's all of us. When we first meet Jesus, we feel lost and know that in Jesus we are found. Do you know, I wasn't the first one to decide to follow Jesus. Peter, James, John had all done the same. They were fishermen. And when he called them, they were fishing. They were with their nets. They were sorting out their fishing business. And they did the same. He just said, follow me. And they got up and followed him and they left their fishing business. Now, for me, it was significant because I was just collecting taxes. I was working for the Roman occupying forces. I was disliked by everybody. But I did know you don't walk out on the Romans and then come back. I did know that in that moment I was saying goodbye to reasonable career financially, even though being despised by the Jews. But you want me to say a bit, little bit more, won't you, about that moment? And I've got a couple of words here from people that I have never met, but you will be looking back from in history. Charles Wesley said, the Holy Spirit chased away the darkness of my unbelief. I got, I got that sense a light breaking through in that moment into my heart. His brother John said his heart was strangely warmed. I did feel that sense. My heart kind of jumped actually when I saw Jesus and he said, he said to me, the tax collector, the one that everybody hated, the traitor, he said to me, follow me. It's strange though, isn't it? In that one moment, I changed from despised, corrupt, minor, junior, Roman official to being a disciple of Jesus. And my brother James, he decided to follow Jesus as well. What a moment. Anyway, what happened next? You'll be asking. What happened next? Well, do you know what? I just wanted everybody that I knew to meet Jesus as I had. I wanted everybody to be as excited as I was. So um, I just opened my house and we had a large feast. Money, I just wasn't worried about money all of a sudden. I just wanted all my friends. And of course, my friends were tax collectors. The other people who were despised working for the, um, the Roman occupying forces and other social outcasts because that's who our friends were. So. We had people who were criminals and prostitutes. A 
And Jesus just talked to us all, almost as if we were normal, almost like he, he didn't see that he shouldn't be talking to us in, Romans, in, in Roman and Jewish. You just shouldn't talk to these traitors. But he loved us, the outcome, outcasts of society. And many of us as tax collectors followed Jesus. You see, he had the words of eternal life. Do you know, in Dr. Luke's writings, the writing I think you heard at the beginning, he mentions tax collectors three times, and each time they found forgiveness. We knew we needed it as tax collectors. We knew we needed Jesus, and we knew we needed forgiveness. Now, I'm not sure what tax collectors are like in Great Britain of 2021. I, I don't know. Maybe you still despise tax collectors, but I would imagine, as you don't have an imperial um, power, don't have that, that external occupying force, probably you don't hate tax collectors. Maybe you don't despise them. But in every generation, in every society, people dislike somebody. Somebody. You see, I wonder who's... A similar person to you. Who would you treat as people? Treat? I don't know. I don't know. You know, we were hated for being traitors to the Jewish people and Jewish religion. We were more despised than prostitutes and criminals. We were the ones who enforced the harsh taxes of the Roman Empire, making a good living out of the excess we took. Interesting, the religious book of the Jews, the Talmud, which hadn't been written down at the time, but the, it was being, being discussed and thought of in that kind of oral tradition um, while I was uh, alive. And uh, it stated that it is righteous to lie and deceive a tax collector. So that's what people were being taught. You can, you can lie to tax, you can't lie to anybody else, but you can always lie to tax collectors. But Jesus, you know, he didn't go along with the common thoughts of the day. He accepted, he forgave me, and he simply said, follow me. No questions asked. No regrets. Jesus always seemed to have that compassion for tax collectors that just threw against the common thought of the day. And he'd always talk to us with grace. We knew we didn't deserve his acceptance and his love, but he gave that anyway. Even Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, who was probably despised more than the rest of us. Even he had a story of meeting Jesus, but that's another story, not for today. Do you know, looking back at that day and looking forward to 2021, I do wonder what the equivalent are. The people that you would find, or I would find, or they would find difficult to sit next to in a church. Who do you think and how would you treat them? I don't know. But I remember how I was treated and I remember when I met Jesus. Anyway, the Pharisees and the scribes, they came and they interrupted. They interrupted the meal that I was having with Jesus and my friends. And we were listening to him. And uh, they, they came in and they were negative. They said, what are you doing, Jesus? You're with the sinners. You're with the tax collectors. How can you associate with these people? 
And Jesus said in his usual style, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And I knew then that he came to call me. And I thought it was interesting. He was calling the Pharisees. He was calling them righteous. And they always wanted to be called righteous. So in a way, they kind of perked up and thought, oh, he's calling us righteous. But we also thought, hmm, was he joking? Was that a little kind of inside joke? They think they're righteous. Jesus was always fun to be with. Always told stories and parables that made me laugh. Um, But do you know what? It made a huge difference to me that day. That day, the beginning of the rest of my life. I hope that my story, this short story, will help you and bless you in 2021. For me, I'm facing tomorrow and so much looking forward to meeting Jesus again at the end of my earthly life. But somehow, the next stage, the next stage of being with Jesus again, how I look forward to that. Thank you for listening to me. I hope that worked. I hope it worked. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, to try and uh, speak like that. Um, But I do think there are some challenges there to us. And so uh, I've tried to do this in character. It just doesn't work. So I'm just going to do this straight. What does the story of Levi say to us in 21st century Britain, particularly a year into this COVID crisis? And I think there are two, maybe three messages that come out of this. Firstly is the humility that came. The way that we see this, interestingly, in Matthew's Gospel, when it talks about this passage, it talks about it very briefly. Matthew doesn't major on himself. He doesn't talk a lot about himself and the way he came to Jesus, how important he was. It's actually one of the shortest um, descriptions of this. There was a real sense of humility with Matthew, that he didn't want to be seen. Levi didn't want to be seen, but he wanted Jesus to be seen. The Bible says everyone among you ought not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think of himself with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. That's so important that we look at ourselves, particularly um, as we kind of change mode. We change the mode of being locked down in our houses and our ways of working and suddenly we're now beginning to work more with our colleagues at work and coming back to church and we're trying to work out maybe who we are and how we fit in. But that sense of humility, how can I serve, is so important. I think the other challenge here, and I don't know how how it came across when I tried to say that as Zacchaeus, but the challenge is um, how we as the church, how we as individuals accept those who are different to us and maybe those that we feel uncomfortable or we struggle to communicate with. Um, I don't know who that is, is for you, who, um, who, it, who it strikes a chord with. And I don't really want to go through a whole list of, of who it might be. But who would you feel most uncomfortable sitting next to when you're next back sitting in church? And how do we as a church, how do we as individuals get across those barriers and speak with the love of Jesus? Because we want to be a church, don't we? We want to be a group of Christians who accept people from any background and say like Jesus, come on, let's, let's.
just follow him. Let's follow Jesus because he's the one we love. So I think that's the second challenge. But the third challenge, and this is one that I've tried to get through, particularly looking at um, the, the key at Tottenham's Levi's death, and that's his absolute passion for Jesus, his single-minded devotion for Jesus, and I think that is a real challenge for us all at this time. Um, I think if the pandemic's done anything for me, it's made me feel a little bit more individualistic. I can choose when I listen to something. I can opt in or I can opt out. I'm interested in myself, my family, because those are the people I've spent time with. Um, and actually, I think there's a real sense that God wants us to refocus on living for him and him alone. Not living for our own success. Dare I say it, not quite just living for our own family, although, you know, serving our family is so important living single-mindedly for Jesus. Uh, the great uh, early church father, Augustine, um, at the end of his life, he said this, live for the kingdom without end. And that would be my encouragement to you, as Zacchaeus, as, sake, as Levi did, live for the kingdom without end. And what does that mean day by day? What it means staying close to Jesus? You know, that time... Um, that Levi just had that uh, time of just having fellowship and a meal with Jesus, spending time with him and all the time that he spent as one of the disciples with Jesus. That's so important. That is part of our living for the kingdom without end. Another one, I think, is service. It's just the practical service, if you like, the outworking of our humility and our commitment to the church and to Jesus' service. Um, and I think the third one that does come strongly, and maybe I don't want to mention too much, but is the preparation to say, you know, I'm happy to sacrifice for Jesus. Whatever it takes, you know, I'm going to follow him, whatever it takes. OK, well, I hope that you've enjoyed that. I hope you felt challenged by our time together. I hope that working in the first person with Levi has worked well. Um, and I uh, hope you have a, a blessed time, particularly those on Zoom. I hope you have a really good time in terms of praying. Um, there's going to be a, a final slide that comes up now, particularly uh, for those uh, who are looking at this on Vimeo or listen to this on the audio. Uh, just give you a couple of songs. Um, will be under the Vimeo link just to, to worship. But the final slide really just gives the contact details for the church. If you've been blessed today, if you're interested in the church, then please do contact us. We'd love to be in touch with you. Okay, be blessed. Have a great week.